Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome to Executive Presence Morsels More Dough Week. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and today we're going to talk about why targets are so key when it comes to generating more income. So let me share with you um, kind of a personal story where I just kind of stumbled upon this uh, and, it, and, and it really worked for me in a strange sort of way. So for the longest time since I started working, I um, was always fortunate to be making enough um, to be able to save a little bit every month. Some years uh, I, I could save a lot more and other years I could save less because of different expenses. But I would say on average over the whole, it was kind of always net positive for me. And a strange thing kind of happened. And, and part of this was uh, a, a budgeting um, weakness of mine, but that's not sort of the main reason why this happened. But it was very interesting to me where every year, I wouldn't really save that much, right? I would save a little bit. And it was always kind of like a little bit every year. And a strange thing happens, you know, as as I go throughout my career, and you know, I'm generating um, more income, uh, you would think that I'd be able to save more. But of course, your, you know, expenses may go up as well, your taste may go up as well. But still, at a certain point, you should be able to save more given your, your income going up because uh, hopefully you're not spending you know, every penny uh, that you make. However, for me, it was always kind of very random, right? Some years um, I would save a little bit more and other years I would save a little bit less. And there was really no structure or rhyme or reason to it. Now, of course, like I said before, budgeting uh, would have helped. Uh, however, I don't think that was the fundamental error that I was making. And I kind of stumbled across this realization of what would make it better, um, just sort of randomly. It wasn't like a specific thing uh, that I was trying to do. So, um, you know, at, at some point, uh, and I think this was after, yeah, it was definitely after I got married. Um, and I'm, you know, sort of the sole, uh, you know, uh, income or generating income uh, in our household. Uh, I started to get concerned. Well, I've lived through so many of these, you know, recessions and downturns. Luckily, I was never um, too directly impacted uh, by it. And I started to get concerned, like, how much savings do I have? And how long would I be able to survive until I found a new job? Right? And, you know, as I get married and further on in my life, you get additional expenses. Like if you get a house, you have a mortgage. So it, it starts to become a bigger question, right? It's, it's not as easy um, to, to, to make do uh, without having that income if something happens to your job. And so, you know, I thought about it and was reading about it and all the literature says, you know, you need X months of savings. So, you know, some say six, some say nine, sometimes some say 12, and that's changed over the years. I think you probably need more um, these days than you did, uh, you know, before. Um, but I settled on uh, a number uh, relative to uh, my income at the time that I would need, 
you know, this many months worth of income. So I, I took that number and I said to myself, okay, think about what you make and what you spend. And realistically, how many years would you need to save that much, right? So um, I decided, let's four years sounds about right. It would be ambitious to do it in four years, but let's be a little bit ambitious and disciplined. So I think I can do it in four years without a major sort of um, dent to my lifestyle, right? I'm still going to be able to go on vacation. I'm still going to live in the house that I have, be able to drive, you know, a car that works and feed my family. Um, I think I can still do all that in four years, given the income levels that I'm at and what I'm making. And a funny thing happened, right? I went from just saving anywhere from zero to, you know, a, a couple thousand dollars at the end of the year to, to much more. So that first year, I almost hit that savings target like on the nose, like almost, but, you know, by the dollar. It was really freaky. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that's exactly how much I saved this year. And the second year came by and I hit it again, exactly. So after two years, I'm halfway to my goal and, and, and even halfway was way more than, than I had saved in like the 10 years prior to that, where it was just like back and forth, a little bit here, a little bit there. The third year um, actually surpassed it a little bit. And then the fourth year, um, I'm not sure what it was, whether it was a combination of things going on in the economy or the, the taxes changing. Um, the fourth year was was very short, right? It was just very little um, savings, so that was kind of disappointing. But then in the fifth year, uh, made it up and was able to hit my you know four year target in five years, saving like maybe ten times more than I probably would have if I hadn't hit those targets. So what I realized is, and, and companies do this, right? They set projections, you know, for their sales and and for their investors. They say we're going to make this much, and they move heaven and earth to get. To those targets, to grow, to improve, to 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 innovate, and to meet those numbers. And so I started to understand intuitively by not setting any goals or targets for myself, I was kind of almost contributing to not really doing well or not generating any kind of savings. And kind of the underlying magic behind it for me, which I realized is in the background, I was subtly changing my behavior to meet these targets. Um, again, I wasn't not going on vacation or I wasn't, you know, you know, not buying new clothes or anything like that. I was still living my life, but around the edges and, you know, kind of subconsciously, you know, I was aware that this was going on and it did impact sort of some optional decisions that I had in a way that I was able to save more. So by the end of the year, um, except for that one year that I that I missed by quite a bit, um, I was always like right on or even past that target. So it's really important to have targets if you want to save and earn more. Um, and so what I would encourage you to do today is ask yourself what monetary target whether it's retirement, uh, a large purchase like a boat or like a motorcycle or a nice car, uh, maybe a home, even larger purchase, uh, college for kids, you know, savings. You know, what are you aiming for, right? And how many years 
um, do you think you would need uh, to reach that target? Right, and be realistic. That's the other thing. You know, you, you want to be real, you want to be ambitious, but also realistic. And then think about how you can sort of generate that target while living a normal life. And you'll go much further. And even if you make it in five years instead of four years, you'll be way ahead versus if you hadn't hit a target at all. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The truth is, it's not easy coming up with content for a daily podcast like Executive Presence Morsels. One way I keep things fresh is by constantly learning from others. An easy and convenient way to do this is through audiobooks, and the Rolls-Royce of audiobooks is Audible. Today, our listeners can try a free 30-day trial of Audible Premium Plus, which gives you credits for up to two premium titles of your choosing, access to the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible Originals. It's a buffet and no credits needed. And a friendly email reminder before your trial ends. Go to www.connectioncounselor.com slash bookme to sign up. And while you're there, check out my latest book reviews. Thank you for supporting our show. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to More Do Week on Executive Presence Morsels. Today, we're going to talk about how saving is good, earning is better. Now, don't get me wrong, uh, saving is so important and it's key to being financially responsible and living within your means. And myself, I don't mind telling you, I'm cheap, so I'm a big fan of saving. But I've realized over my life that saving alone, thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.